Welcome back to another episode of All in the Library with your host, Leslie Nicholson, a middle school librarian. And I'm Debbie Sewell, a high school librarian. So without any further ado, let's get started with our next episode. In this episode, we talk to author and librarian, Laura Jackson. Welcome, Laura. Hi, so thanks for you. having me. Yeah. We're so glad to have you. Laura has is going to tell us about the two books she's written and her journey to become a librarian and an author. So, Laura, we're so glad you're here. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about um, what you're doing right now. Right now, I am a librarian at Eagle Springs Elementary in Humble ISD, and I love it. Um, I love being surrounded by books and seeing like the kids love for reading and as they're figuring out what genres they like. Um, but my favorite genre is YA, and so that's what I write. Well, I really enjoyed reading um, Worth the Wait, the Waltham Academy book one, and then Worth the Time, the book two. So tell us where you got your inspiration for these books and what drove and you to And a little bit about them, yeah. yeah. Tell us about them. Okay, um, my dad was dying, um, and so my sister and I would take turns going and sitting with him well, so my mom would go to church or she would go to the grocery store or whatever. And I started writing because I loved books and I wanted some kind of happy ending. And so I tried writing this romance and I let my mother who taught high school English for 30 something years read it. And she was like, this is so bad, I can't help you. Um, <laughs> so I was like, what do I like to read? And I love like Sarah Dessen is one of my favorites. Right. I love, oh, I love Cabot's Young Adult. And so I said, I love young adult books as girls are kind of figuring out who they are. And so I sat down to write that and the story just kind of came. I did it one, um, what's it called in November when you try to write 50,000 nano writing? Yes. You try to write 50,000 words in one month. And so that's what I did worth the wait in that. And I just had this girl and I knew where she started and where she ended. And the story just kind of came. That's and then awesome. there was the mean girl in the first book. And so I wanted to know, well, why is she mean? And so I wrote the second book about right, her so story. She's in the other story in the second she's, book. So tell us a little, why don't you summarize a little bit? Don't give any of the spoilers away, but tell us a little bit about each book. Well, the first book, uh, Worth the Wait, is about a girl named Ellie who kind of has her life together. And then when tragedy strikes, she kind of is like, well, God, I've done all these X, Y, Z, this list of good things. I deserve a good life. And so she kind of wrestles with what she wants to happen and then what's really happening. Um, and then the mean girl in that book who causes a lot of problems for the main character. I wanted to know why she's mean. And so in the second book, you realize that she doesn't have a relationship with her dad. Um, her relationship with her mom is kind of fractured. And so it's just her story. And of course there's a guy in each one. Did you draw from your personal life <coughs> in any of those uh, stories? Excuse me. Um, yes, I did. I went to private school. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of that um, atmosphere was a little more relaxed. I made the characters a little more um, vivid than mine were. We were all, we all got along. We were there were only ten of us in my graduating class. We're friends today, um, but I tried to make them a little meaner or a little nicer, you know, so it made a better story. So, how did you do that while working a full time job? I mean, that's 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 rough. That's where I always get stuck. Yes, I just, I went home and I would watch Rockets basketball games and sit and type while I watched basketball. Um, and so awesome. it just came. <laughs> you just sit down and you start. 
And some people are like, they have an outline and they follow that. I just knew who the girl was and I knew where she started and where I wanted her to end. And so that's how it went from there. So did you get stuck ever when you were writing? Yes. Um, and then when I pitched it to um, different publishing houses, then the editors read it. And like, there were chapters where they crossed out like the epilogue. I had an epilogue and the editor was like, this is terrible. Get rid of it. <laughs> so sometimes that was the harder part is going with the editor and what they wanted and what you had and, and going back and forth on how the story's going to go. That's awesome that you could see. Um, I think it's interesting when I read your books, I, it makes me think of, of Sarah Destin and Francine Rivers kind of mixed together. You kind of have the, that two of one of my, of my favorite authors put together in, in your story. So I really enjoyed reading them and we do have them in our library. So oh, great. Um, so your third book, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Um, in my third book, I realized I liked writing first person better than third person. And so it's a first person narrative, kind of a girl who's always in the shadows of her best friend. And so when tragedy strikes, she kind of has to figure out who she is. Um, she's into photography. And so she's going to use photography to kind of figure out life. I feel like that's cool. That senior year, like you're figuring out where are you going to, who are you and where are you going to go? And and kind of your course for your life. And so I like writing about that age. Did you find, um, I guess the question I was asking, I wanna ask you is how did you go from, okay, I have this, this manuscript I've written and I like it. How do you go about finding someone to make it into a book or to publish it? Well, I joined, um, there's a Christian fiction writers group. And so there are people who are so kind who will tell you, okay, you come up with this query that you send to agents and some publishers require that you have an agent and some don't um, so you just start sending it out there you have to um, write these little synopsises of what the book's about and kind of a hook and you send that to them and most of them tell you no mm -hmm. um, and then you find uh, a publisher I had a small publisher and so they took me without an agent um, which made the process a little easier to just kind of jump right in but then a small publisher, they closed down. And so I've kind of just been like, what do I do next? What do I do next? But I miss writing. Like I enjoy writing. It's kind of a therapy outlet. And so I maybe soon will finish up that third one. That's fantastic. Oh, that, would be, that would be awesome. But I know you're busy right now. Tell us about what you're working on now. Um, I am in seminary. I'm going to school for a master's of divinity with biblical counseling. Um, and so after I finish working as a librarian, what my next career might be, I don't know, but um, it'll be some sort of ministry job, counseling and discipling women and children. Will you continue writing, do you think? Will yes, you? I hope to, oh. I hope to. I really, I really enjoy writing. Um, I like to be able to tell the story because life is broken and like things don't happen the way we want them to. And so when you write, you can kind of have the ending that you want. Um, you can write about all the brokenness of the world, but there's a, a conclusion that makes sense of the brokenness, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was surprised they were a little bit more um, YA than I thought they would be. You know, some of the issues and things that you deal with in the books are really what kids are grappling with 
today. So I was like, kudos to you for addressing those, but then also giving it that resolution at the end, which is really nice to have. Yes, I think we all deal with the real world, especially now you were in year, what, year three of a pandemic. <laughs> and so I think kids are, are dealing with real things and we have to talk about them. So what is your, um, um, other than Sarah Dessen, um, what are some of the other books that really inspire you when you're writing? Well, I don't know that this book inspired me because I'm not writing right this second, but I just finished Cassie West's new book called Places We've Never Been, and it comes out in a couple months. Um, and I really am a big fan of hers. Uh, she kind of writes the same thing. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, she writes a nice, uh, clean version, you know, of things that are out there. So I, I like I that. I love her books, and they're some of my favorites, definitely. Yeah. The girls at our school really like it a lot. Um, so, so I would just you say um, your books are middle school or just high school where would you i would say late middle school okay um i don't think there's anything inappropriate in them but the like you said the ideas of the content might be a little older than a sixth grader that's why i don't tell my students often that i write books because they aren't for their age don't want to go out um, and get it yeah Yes, and because I write from a Christian perspective and I try to have that boundary of church and state um, at school, so I would never want a kid to think that I'm telling them that's what they should believe. Um, so working at elementary allows me to keep that boundary. Well, nice. you know, um, I know the kids in your school absolutely adore you. Tell us how you build that relationship and that rapport because it's, you have such a fantastic reputation as a librarian at Eagle Springs. Oh, well, thank you very much for that. Um, I think the thing I love best about being a librarian is the relationship. And when you have them from kindergarten to fifth grade, you have them six years. Um, so kindergarten, especially, I try to start that foundation. I sit and play Legos. Um, we build things, we draw things. I listen to them ramble about things I don't understand like Pokemon and Minecraft, because <laughs> um, I don't have kids. So I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but teach me. And so I think when you spend that time listening and asking them, then when they're in fourth and fifth grade and they have these big topics, uh, things in their lives, then they feel like they can talk to you because you listened when they talked about Pokemon. So I, I've, um, if I had to say what I'm proudest of, as a librarian, it would be that I have a good relationship with my kids. Awesome. Do you keep in touch with any of them after they graduate from elementary school? I try to um, become friends with their parents, like oh. on, on um, Facebook, so then I can keep up with them. And surprisingly, a lot of former students follow our library Instagram, which is just ESC underscore library. And a lot of former students will like or comment on things that we do. And so then I can ask them how they're doing. But that that's really wonderful to see them still interact even though they're in middle or high school. Oh, well, tell us about um, what is something that really touched you from a student, like touched your heart? Can you tell us a, a, a little story about something like that? A few years ago, a fifth grader um, was telling me something personal that she was going through and we were sitting there talking and a newer student to our school said, why are you telling the teacher all that? And she said, you can trust Miss Jackson, you can tell her anything. 
I was like, that's the kind of person I want to be, that they can tell me whatever they want to talk to me about, and I will listen and hopefully give good feedback and advice. See, that's why I've always heard so many good things about what you're doing at your school. So that's amazing. What a compliment, definitely a compliment. Thank you for everything that you've uh, been kind of enlightening us to today about the writing process for you and some of your your books. Um, We will end our uh, podcast today with our 60 second lightning round. And uh, since you are our guest today, Laura, we're going to let you go first. So the way that it works is, um, Debbie, if you would, she's going to put 60 seconds on the timer and you have 60 seconds to book talk as many book talks as you can and see by the end we'll see if you myself or Debbie get the most out of our mouth (laughs) what do you win nothing you win absolutely nothing (laughs) except the fact that you can use it as bragging rights but we love doing the lightning round and we generally will put um in our on our website that uh hosts our podcast we put the all the list of the books that we talk about there so we will include everything that you book talk and we're going to include on um that page your books links to your books to purchase them and um that way anyone you know it's just a great way to get more books out to people and um get some recommendations for them so without anything else okay without further ahead. ado are you ready we i'm sorry we go one at a time yep yeah. you're gonna well you're gonna go and you have 60 seconds oh i have 60 seconds you'll have 60, you have 60 seconds okay, okay. So, yeah okay so you'll go first so on your mark get set go one of the books that changed my life is sold by patricia mccormick wonderful book um i'm about to start reading emily giffen's new book called meant to be which is jfk jr and carolyn kind of uh, a twist on that i'm also reading embrace your life by elizabeth woodson and that is about when life doesn't look like you thought it was going to look. I'm also looking forward to reading uh, 12 to 22, which is like 13 going on 30 by Jen Kalanita. Kalanita, not sure I said that right. Did it freeze? No, no. no. Oh, we still have more. Keep oh. going. Um, You'll Be the Death of Me by Karen. That's the lady who wrote one of us. McManus. I'm reading that oh, yeah, one. That's the third one. I don't think it's in the same series. Standalone. Oh, standalone. Um, I'm also reading York and Bones for our Battle of the Book and Ephraim Divided for our Battle of the Book. And I think that's all the books that I'm reading right now. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Ding, 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 ding. Oh my gosh, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Is that right? Good job. Nice job. You know what? The one that really, Tell me a little bit more about Embrace Your Life. That sounded really interesting. Is that the, you said that's the JFK one? No, that's no. Um, Embrace Your Life by Elizabeth Elizabeth Woodson. I am on the launch team for that. And it's a, a Christian book about how you thought life was going to be one way, but it is not. Um, and so it's kind of how to embrace your life, how to find joy when things are not how you expected or wanted them to be. Oh, I definitely want to read that one. That one seems I'll very let you useful. borrow it. Because I pre-ordered it, but then I got an e-copy to be on the launch team. So I'll send it to you tomorrow. That's awesome. Well, you know what? Maybe you can talk to that publisher. (laughs) I know, right? You've got books out, so you're good. Um, Okay, so Debbie, you want to go next? Okay, let me get mine. Okay, are you going to time me? I have a timer ready to go. Okay, I'm ready. All right, and we're starting. 
Okay, Nixia by Scott Reintingen. Um, Emmett is, has all these problems in his family, and so he's gonna risk his life for a fortune to save his family, because there's a substance called Nixia. It's the most um, expensive substance on the earth, and it's so this book is kind of like Hunger Games in space, but very diverse. The next one, Scarlet Pimpernel by Baroness Ortsy. It was published in 1905. It's a true classic that belongs on everyone's bookshelf. Sir Percy Blakeney leads a double life. So he's sort of like Batman or Superman. So during the day, he's this rich Englishman that's saving people during the French Revolution. But at night, he's also sort of like a Superman or Batman. So he was the one that really starred at that trope of Zorro, the shadow, the spider, all those people. Really good. Um, the Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern. Two star-crossed magicians engage in a deadly game of cunning. It's part love story, part fable, and it's the Circus de Revs, the Circus of Dreams. Good Girl's Guide to Murder by oh, Holly Oh, and your time's up. Oh, man. But I do I love Good Guide, Good Guide, Good Guides, Girl Good Girl's Guide to good Murder. Girls, yeah, We're actually doing that book for our next student book club. So That's they so picked good. that one. So good. Yes, I haven't read the sequels, but I've read that one. Have you read it? You've mm -hmm. read it? Okay. I've read all. I've read all three. Okay. They're great. Okay, it's your turn now. Mark, it's at go. Grounded the Adventures of Rapunzel by Megan Morrison. The tower was only the beginning. She lives in a magic tower that obeys her every wish. It, she reads books that are starring herself, and she is protected by the witch from the evil prince on the ground. But the thief climbs into her room, being charmed by her. And that's a first. So anger at the boy, and so she goes out to try to find him, and she finds out more than she could ever dream of. Better Off Friends by Elizabeth Yulberg. Uh, it's kind of for a Mac... Uh, let's see, wait. Uh, it's Oh, I'm so sorry. It's a rom-com kind of thing in book form. It's quick, it's funny, it's a perfect romantic read. The Truth About Forever by Sarah Dessen. Macy's father dies, her mom goes and buries herself in her work and she thinks her daughter's gonna do the same, but she's responsible, she's well-behaved and she finds wanting more than um, these high SAT scores she wants her mother's approval. And so she starts a, a waitressing job and Know, begins to kind of change her life. Then you have a, my fairly dangerous godmother by Janet Robinson. Ding 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 yeah, ding ding ding. Time's right. up. I you got one, two, three, almost four. Uh, yes, but I, I always love it when the guest wins. Not that well, you win I didn't. Anything. I didn't give as many details as y'all did. That's okay. That's okay. That's, okay. Know, that's probably what we're supposed to do. But. Yeah. We kind of go into it a little more, and that's like, hey, that's all right. But thank you so much for joining us. If um, we we really have enjoyed you being on our podcast today, go out and check out Laura Jackson's uh, books that she has. We'll have a link on the website that you can go and grab your your copies. I think it's on Amazon. Is that where they're sold right now? And again, what are the titles, Laura? Worth the wait, and then worth the time is the second one. They're so good. Go and then keep your eyes out for a third by Laura Jackson. Thanks again, and don't forget, put down that phone and pick up a book.